Hello everyone, and welcome to the LTG Podcast. So, in today's episode, episode 3 of the LTG Podcast, we'll be going over AEW Double or Nothing, and we might touch on Money in the Bank, but to be honest, I can't really watch WWE Live if it's like, so... For example, if it's a school night, because I'm in the UK, I can't stay up until like 4am, so I don't sit up and watch Money in the Bank. I only do it during the holidays. And I, I don't know if, if if it's just me, but I cannot re-watch a full pay-per-view. Like, it just bores me. Even even AEW, even if I re-watch that, I won't be able to watch it. Then again, the AEW wrestling was actually really good. Like, even the Battle Royale was amazing, in my opinion. But like... Still, even if it's a really entertaining match, I usually can't watch it fully. Unless I'm, like, staying up to watch it, or... Because, yeah, because also, it's more nerve-wracking, because you don't know the result of it if you're watching it live. Because if someone's going for the pin, and they're about to win the kick-out, you're like, oh, my God, they kicked out! But if you're watching it after, you know who's going to win, so you know they're not going to win. Do you get what I mean? Anyway, so... Uh, NXT TakeOver 25 is coming up this weekend... AEW has just started with its first show, Double or Nothing, really good show, and um, today we're just going to be going over it, going over it but match by match, like do with NXT TakeOver, or with some the weekend, but if you didn't know, on Anchor, it was an hour long because I added like, superstar entrance themes in between, and honestly, it, it, ugh, it was so bad, like 30 second clips of just that, and then the funny thing is, on Spotify, it was like just over half an hour, so literally about half of it was just entrance themes. So yeah, I won't do that again because that'll probably sicken you. Oh yeah, one thing I must address. If you are listening on Spotify or whatever the hell, Apple Music, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what has podcasts. Um, if you want to send in a message, for example, uh, I'll play one after this um, that my friend made as a joke. So if you want to send in a message... Just uh, go onto the Anchor app. I don't know how to do it necessarily, but there will be a way to do it. There'll probably be like a help thing. But if you want to ask me a question or anything, I don't care. It's just a funny message. And in the future, I'll add those to the end of the episode when I do get some. So, yeah. Now, here's an... Jesus Christ, my voice keeps working. Anyway, here's an example of one of those messages that my friend made. Why are you such a faggot? And then... After you hear the message, I'll answer it, or comment on it, or just, if it's like saying, if you, you can even record your own custom intro if you want, I don't care, just anything, and just because I think it's a bit more interactive and stuff. I know that was a bit weird, but, you know, that was, that. I think I included that last episode, that's a joke. Anyway, AEW, the, it's backed by, like, a millionaire family, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are running it, it's got quite a star-studded roster if you look at the upper card. It has, um, obviously, who I just said, Cody Youngbucks, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Adam Page. It had Pac. I don't know. Does it have Pac? Or PAC? Is it Pac or PAC? I don't know. But does it have Pac anymore? I don't know if it's been released or I just didn't want to wrestle because he didn't want to. And I, I heard that he didn't want to wrestle at double or nothing because if he loses, that's like, he's losing while he was champion, which I don't, I don't think that's about that bad because... If you lose as world champion, you're not going to lose the championship because it's not for the championship. You see the Revival lose on Raw, don't you? But they don't... When, well, they, when they were all tag team champions, they didn't, like, quit. They nearly did, but <laughs> that's not the point. 
But at least Cody was like, oh, no, you don't have to wrestle if you don't want to. It's just, you know. <coughs> um, I think those are all the big names, big, big names. And then the Battle Royale, some legends popped up, but they weren't really, pre I don't think they were previously announced, so. Well, yes, Sean Spears was tied at Legend, but he's not really big, big name, if you get what I mean. Like, he was a former WWE superstar, and all the diehard fans know him. But if there was a casual fan watching, which I don't think there were, because just look at the crowd, literally like half of the crowd were wearing the same t-shirt, the pro wrestling tees one, and I was just like, oh, but I feel like they're all indie fans, so yeah, yeah, I don't think a casual fan would have watched it, but like, they would have been like, who's this Sean Spears guy, I think I know him from somewhere, I think he was in the Andrea Giant Battle Royale last year, <laughs> do you know what I mean, um, so, it starts off with the commentary, the commentary, in the pre-show with those two guys, I don't think they can do it by themselves. I think when Jim Ross came, it was more superior because, I mean, it's, it's Jim Ross. He's not the greatest commentator ever anymore. I don't think so, but he's still amazing. Like, I think he was the best during Attitude Era with Aggression Era, all of that. Well, obviously it was. Cause that's when he was regarded as a top commentator. I don't really know. I don't really know who the top, top commentator is now, though. I really like Mauro Ranello and Corey Graves, but I don't think they're the top. I don't know. Maybe he's still the best. I think he's the best, like, if you look at his whole career, because, I mean, Corey Graves used to be pretty bad at the start, I think. Same with Mauro Ranello, he botched all the time, I think. So I remember him doing loads of botches on commentary. My voice is very weird today, sorry, it's croaky as Jesus Christ. Hopefully that sorts it a bit. So, yeah, um, I say Irma, I'm not saying Irma as much as I did in the previous two episodes, though, at least. So yeah, the, the over-budget battle royale. No, it's not called the... It's the Casino Royale. Yeah, because I think last... I think all in it was called the over-the-budget battle royale. Where... Uh, Flip Gordon? I think Flip Gordon won it. Yeah, because Bully Ray was there and I think he was in a mask. So, um... No, yeah, I think it was a pretty cool concept, but I didn't get it when I was watching it live. Maybe I was just too tired because it was like 1am in the morning. But I rewatched it just before Monday Night Raw last night, just because I, it was really entertaining and I needed like half an hour to kill. I know I got it then. So the Joker card was like a card who came out last, and they were quote unquote randomly picked, but obviously weren't. Well, maybe the actual like sets are, but I know the Joker card wasn't random. So it's like each wrestler's given a card, I think, and um, when their set is up, for example, the hearts like five wrestlers from that will come out so it's like five every i don't know how many i don't know how long the interval was but like the first interval was pretty long like it took ages just to get those people out to the right ring i bet they were like oh no you need good shit but like mjf is that mjf is that it? he's like a heel character similar to when the miz was heel well not well miz was better than well, miz wasn't as bad as he was i mean they beat up like a uh, not yeah, disabled person. I mean, yeah, because there's a disabled person in the ring. I don't know his name. There was um, I can't. Is it Michael Nakazawa? Nakazawa. All I remember is that Justin Roberts said, "There's Naka, Naka, Nakazawa," and then someone in the audience, like with glasses, I was like, like eating it up. Like I went, "Oh no!" Because I'm over it. And I was like, "Oh, um, pretty weird." Like I know it's a gimmick, but I mean. I think you're getting too much into that 
She like put her out both of her arms up with the fist and going, Row! I was like, why did the camera pin to you? And that's when I realised every single audience member, like in the first couple of rows, was wearing the same t-shirt. Like, and they say that WWE plants their audience there. They probably weren't plant. Maybe it was just a massive party because, like, a massive group of friends who were like, oh man, bubble or nothing's gonna be a lip fam. Or maybe they gave out free t-shirts. Maybe they were really cheap. Or maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know. I don't think it's a coincidence though, because it's a weird coincidence. Unless they'll get maybe they were the people maybe they won free tickets. I don't know. Did people win free tickets? I know Cody Rhodes bought a ticket for a fan fall in because he felt bad or something like that. Anyway then there was a couple of wrestlers that I didn't really know. Obviously because I'm not I'm not going to know every wrestler on the roster because I don't really necessarily watch indie wrestling that much. Like I only know who they are from certain matches and if they perform a WWE superstars. I'm not saying I'm a WWE fanboy, lol, XD. So yeah, the commentators, them two didn't work well. I mean, I, mean, I think they kept cutting each other off, because I remember, and the stuff, when it pants to the commentators after, like, every match, he, like, stared at him, and because he cut him off, like, it was so funny. So yeah, I think the good commentators by themselves, but I don't think they worked as a team. But then when JR came, it was better. I'm not saying it was the greatest commentary team of all time, but it was better. Then, I don't know... Who came out of the next one? It was Brian Pillman Jr. A tag team which are really good. I don't even know who they are, but they were really good. Did Sean Spears come out? I don't know. Did Sean Spears come out the first one? I think he did. Yeah, Ty Dillinger came out the first one, I think. Yeah, he did. Did he? I'm sorry. Thinking. I think he most likely did. Yeah, because I think he was the only person to come in from his team. Because, like, they did a suplex on Brian Pillman Jr. Wait, wasn't it, like, the bad boy, didn't he come out? The person who faced Adam Page? I don't even know who he is. The third person who faced Adam Page all in. I don't even know who he is, but I've heard of him. And the commentary team said it. Anyway, when he got when Sean Spears got in the ring, he, like, did a thing with MJF where, like, MJF went, 10. And then, like, got him to the ground and did ones up at him. Wait, no, did he get him to the ground? Oh, they just do one to put him normal. Anyway, then Tidal did the move on him. They did 10. They won. <laughs> that funny. Um, oh, yeah. The, this, this was before everyone came out, but this guy, who I forgot his name off, nearly got eliminated, like, straight away, basically. Because I think he, like, went over the top rope too much and then nearly fell off. And I was like, mm. I was like, that, I, th- I actually thought it was gone. I was like, Jesus Christ. The next group was, like, Tommy Dreamer, Sonic Kiss. Who I actually thought, I did, I've never heard of Sonic Kiss. Well, I think I've heard of him, but I've never seen him. And I didn't hear that, that Justin Roberts said Sonic Kiss. Or whatever. And like, I'm, I thought he was a girl, literally, because of that spot with Tommy Dreamer where he was with, with his butt. Like, I thought that was a girl, and I was like, ooh, Tommy getting some action. And everyone in my Discord chat was like, saying gay is a joke, obviously, they're not homophobes. And that was just like, what do you mean? And then I looked him up, and I was like, oh god, it's a man. <laughs> I'm not saying I was attracted, but I mean like, I mean like, I thought it was a girl. Because of the spot he did. Like, I know he's probably, what's it called? Well, he might be transgender, I don't know. I know he like, I think he's just gay, but he might be transgender, I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know him, daddy, a whore. 
then I think uh, Luchasaurus came out with that group. Luchasaurus, to me, was the MVP of that match. He was so good. I don't even know who he is, but I'm instantly sold. He's just amazing. Like, oh. Then this, like, real, didn't this really short guy come as well? And this big fat guy. No fat shame in it. So I was ace somewhat. And, like, they did this spot where this really skinny guy got, like, yeeted over the top rope by this big boy. And I swear, I've seen, I haven't seen them wrestle, but I've seen, I swear I've seen a gif of that same moment happening. I don't know if it was the same two wrestlers, but it was, there was similar builds, a big boy and, like, a really, really skinny boy just got yeeted into the crowd. It might have been the same wrestlers, maybe it was a callback to that match. I don't know, but I've seen a gif of it somewhere. When I search wrestling on gifs, it always pops up and I'm like, <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway, then, um, I don't know if I'm necessarily saying these in order. Then this, like, guy, handicapped guy, like, did a 619 in this really cool spin. Then he eliminated Kai Dillinger, because they were friends for a bit. But then MJF eliminated the midget guy, I think. So, yeah, then I, uh, next group. I don't know if I'm getting these groups wrong way around again, sorry if I am. Yeah, I think I did, because I, th I think Billy Gunn's group came out before. And I barely gonna come out with like Glacier. Oh Glacier and Tommy Dreamers. You see I'm getting all these wrong, I'm just I'm not gonna say the group, so I'm just gonna say what happened. So yeah, Glacier came out. If you don't know, it's a former WCW gimmick who was horrible. It was a horrible gimmick. It was like what's it coming off of um, Mortal Kombat. Oh my wrong. I don't know. It was I know it was a really bad gimmick. And I was like, Glacier, what the hell? And then Yeah. So, oh yeah, Luchasaurus did this, like, choke slam to the outside of the ring onto a table to, I think it was Bad Boy. There were, there were three people with big hair, and they were both, like, short. So I was like, mm, who are you? Because it was Jungle Boy, Bad Boy, somewhere, and this other guy. Anyway, choke slammed him into the table, and his head went into the table. Like, how is he not injured? His head into the table. I don't care if it's a fake table. It looked real to me. Like, it looked real, it looked more realistic than the WWE tables, at least. But even if it was a WWE table, that'll still hurt. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm not saying WWE tables are fake, but I think they're like. I think the proper tables, but they're weaker than proper tables. I think they're weaker than a kitchen table, that's all I'm saying. If you choke on someone on a kitchen table, it won't break, will it? Do you know what I mean? Anyway. So then the Joker came out, which was Hangman and Page. That was sort of obvious. Well, it was sort of obvious because, you know, his, ma his match with Pat got, got cancelled for the World Championship. And that was going to be the winner of this Battle Royale versus the winner of Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. So, you know. Yeah, and Page eventually won it by last eliminating MJF. And there was... I swear there were more moments than that. Oh, yeah. I think the one thing that they need to get better at when doing battle royales is they shouldn't do spots or engine or like eliminations drawing when like people are coming into the ring. That's what I fear because most indie promotions like don't have a sense of time. Not like that app, but I mean like it probably wasn't AEW's fault, it was I think it was the wrestlers' fault because I think they were going it too slow. I think they should have waited till everyone came in, but then again, you never know, the wrestlers coming in might have not have known they've already done that. So they might have attacked, maybe they were supposed to attack the guy who just did that, so then they skipped that spot, and it was an awesome spot, it was like, was it Hulk and Rhino into a cutter? It was something into a cutter from the top row from the tag team, and it was so good, but like the camera work wasn't that good with it, it only showed the cutter part because 
like people coming out. I think that's another thing they need to improve on. The camera work was a bit bad. Well, it was fine. I think the camera was like the camera setup is good, but like the camera cuts are pretty bad. Like Jimmy Havoc stapled a cigarette to someone's head. I didn't even realize that happened live. I don't even know how. I must have been half asleep or something. But like I re I re watching it because someone told me that he did that and I was like what where, but then I realized the camera cut before he did it, and then he cut back and he already had it in his head and I'm like, what? Why did you cut that? He this man has a flaming cigarette stapled to his head and you told me you cut that happening, but. And I think that was it. That all that happened. Obviously, Legends doing it. But I think that's honestly it. Oh yeah, someone said like. I was looking in the live chat because the AEW live stream wouldn't work on the YouTube channel because it hardly worked so I went to the TNT one. And like it was funny because people were saying stuff like oh God, they were saying like Tom, they still need to rely on Tommy Dreamer to get views and stuff. No. It's just because he's a friend of the Rhodes family and because it's a well, it's a payday as well and it's still an active wrestler technically. And it's also a good moment for the crowd because they're like, oh yeah, Tommy Dreamer, woo! You know what I mean? When a legend comes back, you're always like, woo! Even if it's Glacier. I was happy when Glacier came back and I didn't even see him wrestle once. And like, you know, it's like that. So uh, then it was something, wait, did I mention who won the did? Wait, was it? Did I mention every spot? Or most of the spots? I think that it is. Knowing me, I missed out some of that. Anyway, then um, it's Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian. I've seen Kip, I've seen Kip Sabian live, but cause this is holiday place in the UK, in the UK called Balloons, which I go every year with my grandparents. I think this is the last year I'm going actually. I've going I've been going practically all my life, but the prices keep rising up and stuff. Anyway, so this there's this there's this promotion called New Generation Wrestling. Where there's loads of new wrestlers, well not new, just like British wrestlers, obviously. And there's some from NXT UK. I don't know if they're still go. I don't know if they're still gonna do wrestling because obviously most of the wrestlers of UK wrestlers have have been poached by World of Sport, but World of Sport are like, oh yeah, you can still have them in the matches, and by what's it face? Damn, what's gone? NXT UK. How did I forget NXT UK? Jesus Christ. Like people like Joe Hendry, who works in WCPW and worked in Impact, was there. I think most of them are left. I think Joe Hendry's left. Because my one dream was to see him live at Bullens. But the problem is, it's like a cliche. It's like the cliche show where like there's one match where the heel wins, and he's like, ah, oh, I win. And they won by forfeit or something, and they won by cheating. And then like, all these all the people who work there like, on the microphone say, boo. And I'm just like, yeah, supposed to be commentators. Because they're like commentating over it. And then there's like a tag team match or something like that. And then the heel gets involved with that. So it ends with, with a massive three and three tag team match. Or it ends with the one on one match. Where there's a new Butlins champion crowned. And I'm just like, why? But I remember the first show that I went to, it ended with a, like a. They called it a Battle Royale. And I was like, no, fam, it's a countdown Battle Royale. What you want about? I know more about wrestling than you. It's funny because if you if you're in the UK, if you watch the Chase TV show, there's this guy called the Beast who's one of the chasers. And he's like the general manager of it. I think um, they have a YouTube show because I remember Vessel talk talking about it and like linking it. 
So it's basically that. My first time there, I saw Legero from the next to UK and this guy called Liam Slater. And they up against this guy called Joseph Connors, who's in NFC UK, and some other guys who I don't know the name of. And then I remember in the battle I had, no. Yeah, in the battle I had at the end, Amir Jordan, and he was only just starting out back then. That was pretty cool, and I was in NFC UK. Um, then this time we went last year, Kip Sabian was a manager, so I didn't actually see him wrestle. But you know, same thing. Anyway. So now let's get on to Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian. Sammy Guevara, Guevara, best known, I think, for the Brandon Rogers video. Did. The Brandon Rogers video is so funny with Helen Hall on it. It was a really good match, actually. Considering it's on the pre-show. Well, it was actually a really good match. <laughs> Can't say anything. And Kip Sabian won, which was really surprising. But, you know, hopefully big things come for super pads. Kip Sabian and... Yeah, that was a pretty good show. Pre-show, the buy-in. So now let's go on to Double or Nothing. So, then we get on to the main show. AEW Double or Nothing starts. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention on the um, buy-in pre-show. Uh, the Elite come out, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks and Cody come out saying, oh, welcome to Double or Nothing. I think that was like to kill time because there's a little bit tiny bit left in the pre-show that's all I don't know they also recreated the iconic Stan moment you know when then Shawn Michaels kicked Stan aka Ty Dillinger aka um, what's his face what's his new name Sean Spears is it Sean Spears it's something Spears anyway you get, yeah when he did that and it was really cool, uh, it met Nakazawa. Well, they me, obviously, they already know each other. I meant, like, had an interaction with. Then it started with uh, SCU come out and they started singing Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. If you know me, I'm a Queen fanboy. <laughs> Which, well, I love SCU, it's so funny and good. This is the worst town I've, I've ever been in. You know, Christopher Daniels, Funky Kazarian, and I forgot the other one's name. Is it Frankie Kazarian? I know it's obviously Christopher Daniels. So yeah, and they called the finisher best Meltzer ever. That's quite funny. I get what was it? The young. They were against the team. I forgot the name. And I think that the one. Honestly, I watched this live and I told the it wasn't this, this is bad, isn't it? Yeah, I think I see you won. If if they didn't, they should have. It was actually a really good match. So you know. Eat. Then I think for the woman's match. Honestly, but I'm recording this part of the podcast after I recorded the buying part, and the buying part was when it was fresh in my mind. And this is like a couple of days later, and I completely forgot. Jesus, I thought I thought I thought my memory were way better than this. Anyway, so um, here come out. It was in a Brit Baker. Someone else, someone else who looked like Dakota Kai and Bailey, who I hate her gimmick so much. But I don't even know why. Versus, is it Nyla Rose? And then Awesome Kong came out. And Britt Baker won, who I actually was really surprised that she won. I thought Awesome Kong would have won. I'm not saying that Nick wanted to win, because she is my prediction. Because if, if I would have known Awesome Kong was in the match, I would have predicted her. Anyway, so, um... Then, what, what did it have, then? 
Um, I think then he won the tag team match with um. I can't say his name. Things like Angelico. I don't think I can't say his name. And someone else versus a team. As you can tell, I don't really know any wrestling that well. It was a really good match. Considering I didn't know who they were. At the start, I don't know if it was just me. I might have just been tired, but I didn't really get into it. But then, near the end, it got really good, I think. And then the debut of a knockoff Viking experience came. Or War Raiders, or War Machine, or Viking Raiders, whatever you want to call them, you know. Yeah, they, they look, their finish looks so cool. I don't even know who they are. I know there are loads of them. And they're like two of them, one big guy, one smaller guy. One literally looks like a row, but smaller. And the looks like someone. It's got like a mascot, I think. Anyway, the finish is so good. It's like a um, Chavo Guerrero's old finisher. And I th did they turn it into a cutter? Or is it a neckbreaker? I completely forgot. I remember it was really good. Really cool finisher. I was like, geez, that's the finisher. That was amazing. Um... It's a really good debut as well. They did a handshake spot before that between the two teams, but I forgot who the two teams were. So that's fun. Was that tag team match for the tag team championships? I don't think so, it was just a random tag team match. I don't know. Then you had... What did you have after that? Was it the six woman tag? I didn't really like this one. I don't know if it's because of the gimmicks, but... I just hated the entrance. I didn't really pay attention to it because the entrances were just so, so bad. Like, the, the entrances made me cringe, except from that big woman, I forgot her name. The first, the first team entrances were fine, except from the last one. But there's literally like an Okada cosplayer, and I was like, eh? I don't know if she actually looks like that, but to me it looked like she was cosplaying as Okada. Then you had a funny, then you had a funny Mercury cosplayer, which made me cringe so much. I'm like one of Freddie Mercury's, well, I'm Queen's as a whole, probably one of the biggest fans. Not like, not like the biggest fans, but I know most of the songs. Not, yeah, most. I'm a diehard fan of them, basically, it's like my favourite band. But like, and she, I think she started doing We Will Rock You chants. I think, no, I think at the start of the song, it's played We Will Rock You, and then mid-match it played it, and I was just like, uh Oh yeah, by the way, I don't really like Real Rock You, it's just too bland. Like, there's this fast version, which is there. It's not that much better, but it's better, because, like, it actually has a tune. That Real Rock You is just three stomps. It's good for live performances. Like, for live performances, it's awesome, because people can clap along with it. But if you're just watching it in your house, it's just very, well, listening to it, it's very boring. Because it's just the same beat going over and over again, the dun-dun, and it's just, like, bland. The only good part for me is a guitar solo. Because, like, before that, it's, as I just said, I love Freddie, but, like, it was just the exact same verse, but, like, minus a couple of words, literally. It's good for audience participation, but it's probably one of my least favourite Queen songs. Body language is also really bad. And also, don't lose your head. Ew. I bet if someone's watching this for the actual wrestling side, like, who the hell's this? <laughs> Sorry. Like, well, let's, let's, let's get back to the wrestling. Um... So yeah, and then there's someone doing like a sp uh, an attack during the entrance. She like, she started dancing like really weirdly, like she was having a spasm. I was like, what the hell? This is wrestling. And um, 
I thought another team with the big girl was on it. I, I don't know her name. I know of her, but I forgot her name now. Was it Summit Kong? Elijah Kong? I don't know. I, I thought that her team should have won, but I don't think she did. Did the team win? I don't remember. Then I think it was the Young Bucks. No, Cody versus Dustin. It was Cody versus Dustin. I'm surprised that Dustin can use his second name, Rhodes, because they didn't let Cody do it, and you'd figured it's the same name, so they won't use it. But maybe it's because that is only like that's his, that's his debut match since leaving WWE. So maybe they were like, "Oh wait, we don't know if they're gonna call him Rhodes." And then again, Cody versus Dustin sounds bad. And I was about if someone could make that, I just realized someone could make the argument that you know when people get annoyed at WWE sticking for one name people, Cody and Dust Cody does that, but then. Well, it's it's it doesn't have a choice, does it? I mean, if he uses Cody Rhodes, he gets like abused. But I bet if um Dustin can't use Rhodes, he'll just use Runnels. Wait, was Runnels his name? Or was it Cody? Is Cody also called Cody Runnels? Like, is Rhodes not his actual second name or what? Or was it like his mum's name? I don't know. Maybe Dusty was actually called Dusty Runnels. Not Dustin Runnels. Wait, what? I don't know. Never know, do you? I think this is a really good match. Uh, it wasn't the best match, obviously. It wasn't Dustin's, like, quite old now. Some people were saying it was, like, one of the best matches of all time, and I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was good, don't get me wrong. Dustin, like, he had half of his face pain, like, red. But by the end of the night, you couldn't tell what was face pain, what was blood. So, you know, props to him for actually, like, you know going that distance and actually he could have like got internal bleeding or something and Cody got like a pink hue in his hair so it looks really cool even though like, he looked like he had pink hair like there was a photo with um, John Moxley with them two both putting the middle fingers up and he had a pink he had pink hair from the blood I think because I think he was what he washed it out but he was still there a bit his hair up on it and then oh yeah Cody was entrance here like there was a triple H chair he went and destroyed it with a sledgehammer it was pretty cool I think this should, for the next, I don't know, it's double or nothing like their WrestleMania. Because they treated it like it, I think. I don't know, maybe all, I thought all in would be the WrestleMania, to be fair. If they still do all in. But then again, it's called all out, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe the all series is the WrestleMania. Or maybe it's like that's a SummerSlam. Maybe every show is a big show. But anyway, I think for the next like big show... I should do it like, like sort of like Chris Jericho's entrance where it's like all of his past gimmicks. But the problem is, how would he not show Cody's face? Because like in Chris Jericho's, it just showed like his gimmick, like when he debuted, the list of Jericho, the jacket. How would they do it without Cody? Because for dashing Cody Rhodes, you have to show his face. For undashing, you have to show his face. For mustaching, you have to show his face. For Stardust, well, you can show his like suit. And then they could, oh, it's weird. So yeah, the ending was probably the most emotional part where they needed a brother and it's going to do a tag team match against, is it the Young Bucks? I know it's got a tag team match with someone. The Brotherhood reformed. Yeah, it's on this interview for like, for before the bell, the AEW documentary that was posted on like their YouTube channel, ITV. 
TNT. Oh yeah, I know it's on TNT. It was like ten minutes shorter because I think the cut all the bits mentioned WWE. Because there's an article that said Vince McMahon furious over or something like that, or Vince McMahon getting a new competition. I think they cut the article out. I think they did at least, unless I were just. So I'm just skipping through it because I already watched it. Anyway, so in the documentary, he said that the the one thing he wanted was to see. Was to be world champion while his dad was still alive, and that was so sad. Like, oh my god. To be fair, I thought I think Cody Rhodes is world championship material, in my opinion. I don't know if he was back then, though, because I only started watching wrestling in late 2016, so basically when he first got into the Indies, Gigs got released like, just before the button split, I think. So, you, you know. I don't know if he was World Championship material back then. If he won the Money in the Bank match, I think he could have done because people were taking him more seriously. If Jinder Mahal can win the WWE Championship, anyone can. Like, even Kurt Hawkins can, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit too far. But, like, I think that Cody Rhodes is World Championship material. Which, well, was it when you have a champion? I don't know. I think he's been World Champion somewhere since his... In goal. I know I know he was WCPW internet champion. He was like was he IWGP champion, was he the Intercontinental or United States? I don't know. I swear. Huh. I know he always oh, he was NWA champion as well. For Marlin. Then he lost it, but I mean still he was NWA champion, the title that his dad had. And Ric Flair, you know, all those peeps. Then rambling about this match and not even the match, it's just about Cody and his family, the Rhodes family, the dynasty. <coughs> that throws proper wispy again today. Maybe it's just because, well, because I'm in the UK, I stayed up to watch Smackdown. Well, I stay up to watch it, but like, especially for Raw, I like zone out at the, at the, before like the second hour. I don't know, sometimes I zone out before even the first match begins because I think it took like an hour just to get the first match. On Raw. Because, like... I don't know. Also, the ad breaks are so annoying. Because I remember it took ages just to get, like... The first match on Raw. Because I was watching it live. This is the Raw from... Um, the 27th of May. By the way. And, like... I was watching it live. We had Brock Lesnar segment. You know, the cliche opening segment with the world champion. And I actually like that segment a bit. It's pretty cool. I, I, Brock's new gimmick tricks are pretty funny. Actually, no, we'll get onto this later because we start. We, we, we need to talk about AEW. This might be a longer episode of the podcast just because I'm going to be discussing everything basically. Not just AEW double or nothing, but that's the main focus of today. So then, you know, people were saying that it was one of the greatest matches of all time, better than anything WWE could do. Even though Money in the Bank was a really good show. Like, WWE, the. The weekly shows might be crap. I agree with that. But, like, the actual pay-per-views are pretty good. Like, really good. I actually loved it. But then again, I didn't watch it live. I can watch WWE pay-per-views live because that's just matches. But I can't. I can hardly watch Raw Smackdown live. Oh, I just think I'll do that later. Anyway, so, I can't watch it live because school. But I can watch NXT TakeOver, luckily, so, you know. NXT, NXT, everyone's saying WWE versus AEW when it should be NXT versus, versus AEW because NXT is actual, actual good matches. 
and I know loads of people are saying this, like, when Triple H takes over, we'll be better. I don't know that. Like, Triple H can run a small show that's, like, well, two small shows, 205 Live as well, that you don't really need to do weekly, sort of. Well, 205 Live is weekly. But, like, NXT, they record it in, like, is it monthly blocks? So I know they record, like, loads of episodes on one show, so it's easy, and they just cut out the bits they don't want and put them into multiple episodes. That's probably the easiest thing to do. But with Raw and SmackDown, it's more, it's it's like three times the amount of NXT. For Raw's case. And then two times the amount for thingy. So it's like, I don't know if, like Kevin Nash, it's thing with him, he ran a show and he sort of ruined it because he had to book so much. Hopefully Triple H does do it well when he takes over eventually. Well, then again, didn't they start hiring loads of people from TNA? And Bruce Pritchard and loads of new writers for when he does eventually come into fold into the fold. That's why he got Jeff Jarrett as Hall of Fame because he's like quite good at writing shows and stuff. Or something or running shows. So get his guys and just, just I went on a bit of a tangent then, sorry. I know I said this the focus of this is eight over you and then I started talking about NXT and Triple H. That's that's what happens with this podcast, random stuff happens. Yeah, pe- people were saying that it was a really bad burner, better than anything WWE's done. Even though WWE, if you count NXT, has had a five-star match. Like, yeah, they had two five-star matches in the same show at NXT. They had a 5.5, was it 5.5-star match? Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Andre, 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 Andrade, I've seen, well, Andrade now versus Johnny Gargano. Five stars. Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, five stars. The uh, NXT North American Championship ladder match. Honestly, NXT is so good. Oh yeah, I was saying Money in the Bank. Yeah, AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins is really good. The Money in the Bank match itself was really good. What other matches were there? Like, just because one or two matches on the show are crap doesn't mean that the full show is crap. Like, AEW, it was amazing, yes. But to be fair, ju- I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but most of them are just spot on kids to get people over. Like, again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, I loved it. But it's just, there's two different types of wrestling. There's wrestling for the family and wrestling for, like, wrestling for the casuals, wrestling for the family, wrestling for the kids. And PG wrestling. Then there's more hardcore wrestling but with actual really good storytelling and it's not that it's not as hardcore as like New Japan or something. That's NXT, that's not that hardcore compared to other stuff, but it's still a hardcore fan base. I'd put two or five live in between PG and hardcore. Well not hardcore, but I mean storytelling wise, because two or five live got really good wrestling, but the storytelling's a bit meh. With but but with NXT, especially with the like, DIY storyline, that is amazing storytelling. Same with the Velveteen Dream versus Alistair Black feud that happened a bit ago, 2017. Really good storytelling there. About him saying his name. Then you have AEW, which is for the hardcore fan base. By the way, when I say hardcore, I don't mean ECW. I mean, like, fans who love wrestling. Like, not the casual fans. The diehard fans. That's what I mean, the diehard fans. The people who've been watching it for ages and stuff. 
I like the thought that they're dedicated to different people. I don't think a family would sit down and watch AEW Double or Nothing unless they're like a family who, who I don't know, real like it's not the um, stereotypical family. I should say the stereotypical the stereotypical family wouldn't sit down and watch an AEW show if they were to watch wrestling with the kids. They'd watch a WWE show because there's no swearing, there's not that much violence. But of course there has to be violence, but there's like near to no blood. And then and yeah, there's actually like handling of blood in WWE. If they do it, it's either accidental or it's a one off. Like they don't just bust the head open or something. Like that often to be fair. They only do it for a one off really. Or if Finn says yes you have to do it we're fired. And AEW is good, as I just said. Finally, can we move away from this Cody versus Dustin match? <laughs> yeah, really good match, as I said. You know, he's not, he's not in his best shape, but that DDP yoga really helped him. Literally, if you look at Goldust in 2010, he was so, like, big and fat. And him in TNA as, um, I forgot his name. That, like, black and white guy. It was horrible. And now he's got his, he got his life back in a couple of years ago. And DDP, DDP saves lives. Like, he saved Jake the Snakes and uh, Scott Hall's. DDP is awesome. But die, well, twenty minutes. This has been twenty minutes. Just me rambling on. Sorry about this. Anyway, then um, then was it the I think then I think it was the Young Bucks, versus the Lucha Bros. Really good match again. Like loads of awesome spots. Like the, the Young Bucks know how to wrestle, obviously, but amazing, just amazing matches. And he could call spot monkeys, but I mean. You can't say it's not entertaining, can you? Like, I bet if they went to WWE, they'd have to turn down a lot of the stuff. Like, if you've noticed, Ricochet in NXT was amazing. And, like, he didn't turn down any of his stuff, really. Compare it to Ricochet in WWE, it's turned down a lot. Like, I don't think... I haven't seen him do the 6.30 in a while. Unless that's just me not paying attention. I think he did it on Raw this past week. But, like, but, like he missed. I think. Because I remember I watched this video when Braun Strowman did a running power slam, then Ricochet. He didn't do his finisher. He won it with a. What's it called? What's it called now? The thing that Brock, the thing that Brock Lesnar watched at WrestleMania against Kurt Angle. Shooting Star Press. He did that instead of his 630. So WWE are carefully just like toning him down a bit. And I think, feel like that's, that's what's going to happen with the Young Bucks, unless Triple H steps in and says. Blah, blah, blah. Like he tried to do with uh, when now the NXT corpse went off randomly at the start of this year. Yeah, do you remember that when um, who was it? Was it Ricochet, Alistair Black, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano got called up randomly, and like the DIY went back down a couple, like two weeks after because Tommaso Ciampa got injured, and then Ricochet and Alistair Black, they were together for the first week of Superstar Shake Up, then suddenly broke up. My guess is that Vince doesn't watch NXT. And they just asked a random guy who were the best for in NXT. He said those. And I'm guessing that Vince thought that they were a tag team because they, they were tag teaming for a bit. If you get what I mean. Like, I'll stop back and Ricochet were tag teaming for what? Just because they hated the um, Forgotten Sons, I think that was it. Or was it Undisputed Era? I think it was Undisputed Era. But, like, they didn't. They were a tag team. 
they just got together because they had one mutual enemy. And like, yes, they worked together, but they weren't a permanent tag team. And then WWE realised that just after the Superstar Shake up randomly. They just split them up and Alistair Black is nowhere to be seen. He's just got really weird promo videos on SmackDown. And Joe's funny. Mojo Rawley got the same treatment on Raw. Look where he's now. I know Mojo Rawley isn't the best wrestler in the world or anything. But I mean, he got promo packages and everything for his new gimmick. Then he didn't even debut it on TV. He debuted it on like... He debuted it on like... Jordan and Break. And then he had one match against Apollo Crews or something like that. Was it Apollo Crews or the Titus O'Neil? I don't know. And then like... Last time we saw him, he was trying to get the 24-7 title. So, you know. So, yeah, the Young Bucks won by retaining their... Oh, yeah, Cody won the last match. I don't think I said that Cody won, but Cody won the last match. Kind of obvious, because why would Dustin win? Unless they're building up to a proper storyline where Cody wins at the end, but they didn't do that, because they're brothers. So, yeah, the Young Bucks retained... Triple A Tag Team Championships. I thought that the Lucha Bros were winning this. And like, going to like, so, I thought the Lucha Bros were going to retain, then they were going to not go to AEW, or at least for a bit, then just, until they lose the AAA, Triple A. Why did I say AAA like that? Anyway, so, until they lose the Triple H, Triple H, oh my god, Triple A Tag Team Championships. Because, I mean, I thought that they were going to try and differentiate differentiate themselves and like separate themselves from other promotions uh, obviously they get help from other promotions or at least all in they got help from Ring of Honor but like I thought they'd like try and separate themselves then it was Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho I don't think I'm missing out on match I feel like I am but I don't think I am just because WWE pay-per-views are so long which is funny because this is pretty long but I mean it wasn't at the same time Where's my phone gone? Sorry, I'm just going to double check the card. So yeah, it was a really good match. Obviously, it's Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. When they got a title opportunity against Hangman Page. And the, so it's Hangman Page at the next pay-per-view versus the winner of this match, which was Chris Jericho. His entrance was amazing. I didn't see Kenny Omega's entrance. Because, like, I fell asleep, I think, so I had to watch it after. And on YouTube, they were just highlights. So I just watched highlights because they were really strict. AEW are doing better than WWE in terms of piracy. Maybe because, like, it's actually live and it's a pay-per-view. And it's not on the network. It's actually a pay-per-view. So maybe that's why. But I don't remember New Japan being that strict. I don't think they were this strict for All In either. Oh, yeah, because didn't they say for All In that they wanted anyone to watch it? So I think they put it out for free. Didn't they? I remember them saying, in my, I think it was for all in when they said, anyone, anyone who wants to watch it can watch it. And that's why I bought a ticket for someone. Because so I remember I watching this Twitch stream with this reactor reacting to it while showing it big on the screen. And that one didn't get taken off. But like, this guy called Average American, who's a reaction YouTuber, were live streaming his reactions. And he, he, his account got deleted briefly. Because, I don't know how I didn't know, maybe because he was live. And WWE, they're fine with it for some reason. Like, literally. Well, it's funny that Impact Wrestling, they are giving up, so they're just, like, live-streaming their stuff on Twitch for free. Which is funny. I guess Twitch pays them for that revenue. But still, it's pretty funny. 
apparently they're making money now again from the pay-per-views and they're doing really good. I don't watch crap, so I don't watch it. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's crap anymore because I haven't watched it. I can't say anything. But, like, if you're live streaming it for you, I think that's pretty bad. But then again, I can't say it because I really want the AEW to do live stream for free, so that's all of me, me being a hypocrite. So, um, yeah. Fun. My thoughts. So, yeah, Adam Page, Kip Sabian. So calm, censored. SCU. SCU. Yeah, they did win it against Strong Hearts. Dr. Britt Baker. I didn't know she was called Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I know she called Dr. Britt Baker, but I didn't know she was called DMD. Jesus. It's not. There it is, it was um, Trent Barretta and Chuck Taylor who are all missing out on. I know there's Jack Evans, I don't even know who that is. That was a woman charity moment. Yeah, I didn't miss any, that's good. So then, you know, uh, I thought Kenny Omega should have won because not it's obviously not the future of wrestling because he's, he is the wrestling now, if you get what I mean. It's like seeing that AJ Styles future wrestling, like he's already on top. Actually, no, it's like seeing Seth Rollins is the future of wrestling. He's already on top, so he's not the future, is it? He's the current, he's the present. But like, I, I thought they would have let Kenny Omega win. Just because, I mean, Chris Jericho is a bit old. Like, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, I'm no Chris Jericho hater, I love him. I love how he can reinvent himself. Jesus. But. I love how he can reinvent himself, you know, the list of Jericho, uh, the, great, the best of, the best in the world, the what he does, the jacket, you know, anything, drink it in, man, the New Japan Pro Wrestling heel Jericho, it, it was amazing, I remember like, when he, when he was with WWE and New Japan, where he kept going back to both, it was a face in WWE, a heel in New Japan, and no one cared, like, some people might say, oh, why are you cheating gimmick? Well, no one cared because it's Chris Jericho and I can make it so convincing. So, yeah. I remember getting into this guy. He commented on um, Ricochet versus Cesaro match on Raw this past week. And he said, WWE should be pushing these guys instead of just... Instead of wasting their talents, this is why I'm off with AEW instead. No, this is why I'm going to stop. What this is why no, is it this why I'm going to go into watch AEW instead? And I replied with something like, "So, if you like, if you, if you prefer AEW, then why watch this clip? These guys are both getting pushed at the minute. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a Raw. I mean, look at Mojo Raw. No, look at Eric. I didn't say this part, but look at Eric Young. He's not. He's not getting pushed." And he's, not, he's getting wasted, isn't he? He's not even on Raw, the only part. Well, technically, he is for the 24-7 title, but he's not been had a match on Raw since his debut on Raw. I mean, he's not even had a debut on Raw. It's because the part of him sanity for no reason, which is very stupid, in my opinion. Well, Killian Dane, I've been seeing since. The only person who's been seeing has been Nicky Cross. And I, I don't know if Alexander Wolf's been in the NXT UK yet. I know Walter's got a faction, which is like Rinkampf, which was his faction in... Um, What's it called? The Indies. Really good. This theme's awesome. Anyway, so, um. I said Cesaro's just got off of a tag team with Sheamus. 
you know, the Bar, one of the most successful tag teams probably in this generation, had so many tag championship reigns. And, I mean, Cesaro has just beaten Rey Mysterio the previous week, former world champion, Grand Slam champion. How is that not pushing? I don't get that. Didn't it beat Cedric Alexander in his debut? I mean, how is that not a push? If anything, Cedric Alexander's not getting pushed. I think he beat Ricochet one of the weeks as well. And Ricochet is just getting 50-50 booking. And Ricochet is getting booked. They just had a Money in the Bank match. His Dark clear only just debuted in WWE compared to NXT. And I mean, a push. You can't get a World Championship match straight when he first debuted, can you? Like, I'm not saying... is. I could just eat my words. And you never know in a year they might not be pushed. But this is a push... If the winning matches on Raw, it's a push. It might be a small one, but it's still a push. I mean, if you beat the guy who beat Rey Mysterio, that's a push, in my opinion. Well, it, if you beat, like, Titus O'Neil, that's still a push, isn't it? Because he could have lost to Titus O'Neil. If you're on TV winning matches, that's a push. Gee, I've just been talking for 10 minutes, and I've been looking at the clock. Oh, jeez, okay. And then, like, he was saying, Wow, that's why I heard something else. I don't remember what I said because I did this. I, I, I was in this conversation about when I recorded the last part of this in the buy-in. So, um, and, he's, and I said, crap, forgot what I said. What did I say? <laughs> oh, yeah, and I said something like, not everyone can be pushed at the same time. Otherwise, no one will be pushed and it will just be a clusterfuck. Like, literally, well, it would be, wouldn't it? And then, um... Yeah, literally just had an opportunity in winning the bank. He had, he had like... Yeah, he had he had three tag team championship opportunities. Or three different tag team championships in a matter of a week. The NXT tag team championships in NXT, you take over. The SmackDown ones and WrestleMania. And the Raw ones on the Raw after WrestleMania. I think it was the Raw after WrestleMania. It might have been the Raw before WrestleMania. But that's three tag team championship matches in the matter of a week, either way. How is that not a push? Even if you lose the matches, it's still a tag, it's still a championship match, isn't it? And then they replied with someone like it didn't really reply to me. He was just replying with like Baron Corbin, like you know the default stuff that people say about Baron Corbin. Like, I've heard it before. I've is wrestling like not bad, but is wrestling boring on purpose. That's his character. You're not supposed to like him. He loves getting booed. He doesn't want your approval. That's his whole character, the lone wolf. Well, it's not. He's not a lone wolf anymore. Constable Corbin. That's it. That's what he. That's what he stands for. He's not supposed to be fun. He's actually a good wrestler. If you look at his um, NXT stuff and uh, look at his match with Dolph Ziggler. At Money in the Bank 2016. Oh, his match with Kalisto at TLC 2016. I think. Yeah, because 17 with the Shield. Yeah, so look at his match with Kalisto at TLC 2017, 2016, sorry. And against Dolph Ziggler and Money in the Bank 2016. Those were two solid matches. And that was because he actually tried. Baron Corbin isn't trying to wrestle now. Well, he is, but he's not. He's trying to wrestle bad because that's his whole character. He's not supposed to like him. He's not supposed to have good matches. It's entertainment. And also, it's part of his arc. Like, the whole Baron Corbin character is he beats people. And then when the faces beat him, you feel better because you're like, oh, thank God he got beaten. You get what I mean? 
like, it's storytelling. It's not good storytelling, but it's still storytelling. It's bad. It's like, I know the, this is a bad example, but like, the Joker beats Batman. Then the Batman beats the Joker later. It's like that. Yes, it's 50-50 booking, but it's part of an arc. It's like when um, Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler or something like that. Where, like, they beat the Shields loads, and then a Super Showdown, they beat them, the Shield beat them. And uh, same at Fastlane 2019. It's the same thing. Literally, it's the same thing. That's that's what a heel does. A heel does that. A heel, you know, does that. And it said something like the Miz can play better than him. And I was like, is that just because his theme song says I came to play? Or do you mean play a heel character? Or do you mean, what do you mean? If you meant the heel character, well, they're two different gimmicks. Just because there's no such thing as every heel is the same and every face is the same. There's different characters involved in wrestling. The Miz was an A-lister. Corbin is a constable. The Miz... The Miz had a... Well, Baron Corbin doesn't have bad promos. He has meh promos. The Miz has A-plus promos. Like... It was funny, though. Okay, never mind. It was funny, though, because people were hating on the Miz's promo skills, like, because he was heel and everyone hated him. But then, when he turns face, everyone loves him. That's the whole character of the Miz. When he turns face, he's supposed to like him. It's like that. That's what happens with Baron Corbin. It means they're doing the job right. I like how this just turned into a full-blown rant. But, like, the Miz, he's improved in the ring because the face... He's trying out new moves. He's doing hook and runners, spring balls, bloody suicide dives, doesn't he? He's doing all these moves that, never done, that he's never done before because he's a baby face. He wants to get the approval of the fans by doing something fearless and by doing something he's never done before. Like an elimination chamber when he first did it, everyone was like, Whoa! And then when he did hook and runner, I was like, What the hell, bro? Bro, miss, miss, is that you? And people were saying, You're a boring wrestler. Like, like the Miz, it's world championship material now. It wasn't back in 2010 or, or 2011 or whenever we won it. But now he actually is. Just give him a world title. How did this go from this conversation to about the Miz? It, you know, you never know what happens on the LTG podcast, do you? Then, then, um, once I'll get the conversation up. If I can find my phone, there it is. It was on Ricochet versus Cesaro. A really good match, actually. That was probably the high point of Raw. Not that the puzzle, not that it was a very high point, but it was a really good match between two really good competitors. The only part of Raw I liked really was that the five five one hour segment, and I swear there was something else. I sort of like the Brock Boombox bit. That was pretty funny. Oh yeah, we'll come to that later. How how about Brock Lesnar's segment? Because I've got. Something to ask, literally. It's so weird. I don't get why AEW fans, like, I'm an AEW fan, but if you don't want to watch WWE, simply don't watch it and don't bitch about it. Just don't watch it. No one cares if you watch it or not. Prove that thumbnail. There's a video that says why everyone should want to be Baron Corbin. I just him screaming. Look at this thumbnail. Ricochet versus Cesaro. You know, Cesaro 
And like, I just went to roll no storyline. Sheamus is like, bruh, I'm not here anymore. It's funny because people are saying he's retiring. But wasn't he supposed to retire about 2017 or 2018 or something like last year? I swear. There were rumours about retiring because he had something wrong with him ages ago. Like last year. And now he's only just retiring. I was retiring randomly. He didn't even have a last match. Considering he was like multi-time WWE champion. Is he a grandson? Yeah, he's a grandson as well, I think. Did he win in Inter? I think he won Inter. If he didn't win Inter, Continental, they should win it now. Like, wasn't he wrestling, like, just before? He wrestled at WrestleMania. Yeah, he did. I did he wrestle, like, the, the night after WrestleMania as well. I swear there's a tag team match after Raw with that. It's weird that people like stuff like that, though. To neutralise and not to finish. Someone put, I want this to be, it says I was a finisher. It was a massive uppercut. Wait. The uppercut, it was, just an, it was an uppercut to Cesaro, and like, no, to Ricochet. Ricochet, like, sold it where he did turn because it was awesome. Wasn't that his old finisher? I don't know. Oh yeah, someone just commented, how come every time Ricochet loses a match, he gets another match the next week just to win against him, 50-50 booking. It is. Didn't it? Robert Roode beat him and then... <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they do reuse his match a lot. A <laughs> wrestling match on a wrestling show, what a novel concept. How many matches? There was like how many matches on this show? Literally, it took ages to get a match. The only great match during this three hours horrible show, well, yeah. Yeah, Vince is still doing the wild card rule, what the hell? Ricochet needs a push and Cesaro needs a new theme. He just got a new theme and it's better than his old one. I mean, his old one was a mix between his old rubbish theme of the Sirens and Seamus's theme, which he can't use because it's like all Irish and he's not even Irish, he's Swiss. And his new one is awesome. It sounds like a Marvel film to me. I think everyone said that. I'm just following the bandwagon. And Ricochet is getting a push because he just beat someone on that. I just described this, described this earlier. Someone, someone put, I actually love Cesaro's new theme, Joy Emoji. And someone, and then he or she replied, I don't know, it just doesn't fit me, in my opinion, joy emoji. How? He is the Swiss Superman slash cyborg. It's like a superhero film. It's a superhero soundtrack, it sounds like. And he is the Swiss Superman. Oh, Jesus, four minutes, okay. I don't know. Where is it? This guy's commented WWE wasted. Cedric Alexander, Lavar's past tense. Does that mean he's gone? <laughs> I miss Ricochet being on the NXT Raw is straight garbage. Yeah. Nah. I can't find it. Has he deleted it? Oh yeah, YouTube. I know you probably not listening to this, but can you like have a do you know if you go in notifications how comments go to to the top, like when you get a new comment? Well, reply. 
like how there's two co- there's only two of them at the top. I think there should be a se- se- separate tag tab for replies because if they're the same thing as videos, you have to like go right to the bottom to try and find a reply. Because what if you lost the comment? Do you know what I mean? I saw the screenshot of it. I'm pretty sure I did. But no, I didn't. Jesus, my, vo- my voice is cracking today a lot. There it is. I'll just delete it. No, I don't want it. Yes, he hasn't. He hasn't. So he said, I'm tired of WWE wasting these two great talents. AEW is best now. How are they wasting them? I sort of get Cesaro, but he's just finished a, an awesome tag team, which was highly successful. And Ricochet has only just debuted. Wasting them would be them losing to Jinder Mahal or something. EC3 is getting wasted, but they aren't wasting these two. That's what I was said. I didn't say Ricky Young, I said EC3. Then he replied, they have no character or storyline for you to build at the minute except each other. Oh, wait, no, that's diff- that was a different guy. Then he, come- then he did. Cesaro and Ricochet deserve title opportunities. They can prove all. <laughs> Even though I literally just said that, they just got some. Then he replied to that guy, um, dang, dang, then WWE will repeat on the same characters. I'm bored AF. Then I replied, Ricochet just had one. He was in the Money in the Bank match. As I said, Cesaro has just come off of a huge tag team with Sheamus with multiple reigns. Ricochet had title opportunities when he first arrived and he's only just debuted. Give it time. AEW has just started, so your point is invalid. How do you know if AEW will treat people right? We've only seen one show, and from the looks of it, Chris Jericho is getting a world title shot, and he's not exactly young, is he? I'm not saying I dislike AEW. I'm loving it so far. But you're a hypocrite, as Chris Jericho is getting a world title shot before young talent. Besides, WWE can't push everyone at the same time. Then he replied, Baron Corb- Corbin is pushed by WWE. Miz can play better than him. You are a real hypocrite, because you don't know WWE losing fans, and AEW is gaining. Winston, WWE, boring AF. I don't know why last time Raw was cancelled. Raw wasn't cancelled. Raw has never been cancelled since its debut. Literally, never. So, it's, a bit, it's been pre-saved a bit because of Christmas, but that's about it. And how am I? That's an hour applied. Oh yeah, then I replied, at least Corbin is a young superstar. Chris Jericho is a multiple-time world champion who I love, but he doesn't need this opportunity. He is a, he is a better wrestler, but it doesn't matter. Corbin versus Rollins is only a thing, so the Saudi Arabian people can eat up the face versus heel cliche. That isn't racist. Okay. Oh yeah, the maximum recording time is 60 minutes, so that's fine. I'll probably end. I'll start a new clip after this. Then... Um, where was that? He's obviously not winning, but he is still getting a world title match. Corbin is good for cheap heel heat, and when he loses, the fans will be happy as they hate him. It's just what the WWE do. I'm not saying I agree with it, but it's better than pushing someone who is close to retirement over young up and comers. And then I replied, "How am I a hypocrite?" Then this ran- the random guy again said, "Miz should not turn heel this soon with the reaction he gets, or he will get big show credibility." Then he replied to all the guys saying he needs he needs last intercontinental win time. Jesus Christ, that, that was loud. Exactly, he need he, exactly he needs last intercontinental win title shot for twenty two days to be best of all time. Hope he do, cause he deserves. Then I replied, I'm so confused how this is relevant to our current conversation. I'm just gonna reply now and say. Your sen your your sentence didn't even make sense, fam. I wanna say fam though.
Like, I hate people who say mindless things and have nothing to back it up with. I'm like, yes, it's their opinion. But no, you, it's not how... An opinion is something saying, like, I like Cesaro, that's an opinion. But a statement is saying, I'm WWE wastes talent. That's not an opinion. You can't say, in my opinion, WWE wastes talent. Oh, wait, no, waste these talent. Obviously, they waste some talent. Yes, you can say that, but it doesn't make sense. How do you back it up? You can't back it up, especially with these two. Like, this has, been this has basically been a 50-minute ramble. Sorry about that, guys. Jesus. My throat keeps getting croaky over the last couple of days. Maybe I just have a croaky voice for talking so much. But I had it before I even started. Jesus, if I was, this is probably the longest I've ever talked to someone. I've never had a conversation this long. <laughs> well, maybe I have a Discord chat. I don't know. I love doing mini essays. It's really weird. Like I love arguments where they don't go... Like essays. I like doing arguments where they don't go into full-fledged dyslexies. Like, literally, I've had some people, like Thunderbolt, for example, if you remember him from ages ago. This is mainly talking to my friends, because I don't think anyone else will know who he is. Who are this guy who basically disagreed with me on my opinion? Well, I disagreed with him. He said, like, because someone used Seth Rollins' redesign, rebuild, reclaim theme back down straight, or somewhere down straight, I don't know. And he said that he disliked it and preferred the original one. No, no, he didn't say he disliked it. He said, the original is best. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Without the fat. And, like, loads of people say their opinions. And most, the majority said they preferred the instrumental. Which, obviously, I don't mind. I don't really like the song that much now, but... It's just, I don't really like instrumentals. And so then I said, I actually preferred the rest. I think it's just the same with lyrics, and I prefer the lyrics. And then they just... It, he called me Luke the Geek, because my name was Luke the Geek, that's what LTG stands for. And, like, I was just like, oh, okay, fam. If you want to see, like, most of the majority of it, just go into RyanJS, search up RyanJS, Luke the Geek, or something like that. And there's a video with me and him playing WWE 2K, I think it's 18, and, like, there's many segments in between of me all reading it out, and it's really, it's really well edited, it's funny. And after that, check out my video of, this, of the same, but with 2K19. <laughs> so then, uh, oh yeah, the funny thing is, he said that, I think, no, what did he say? I called him a hypocrite for something. I forgot. I absolutely forgot. I think, did he call me a homophobe? It's about the fact he was calling me gay. And, you know, no. was he saying that, no, did I say, why are you using gay as an insult? I'm not gay fan. I know, I said, what's wrong with being gay? And he said, eh, you gay faggot. And I was like, there was someone that I was being hypocritical about, but I've got it. I'll have to watch the video as well. And then he said, I'm not a hypocrite, you gay. <laughs> and I was like, mm, you just literally just prove that you're a hypocrite fan. Anyway, so then he started attacking my comment section, disliking loads of my videos. And recently, well not recently, I used to do these things where it was like WWE pay-per-view in 60 seconds, which most of them were less than 60 seconds. And like, the hell I got any views, but I just did them as a joke, really, because I'm bored. I stopped doing them now, because they were rubbish. They also just resulted in pay-per-views, like old ones as well. 
And like, I started getting dislikes up there, there was loads of them. And like, this guy said, why you need to get more dislikes than likes? So I said, yeah, it's weird, I keep disliking them. And they said, yeah, I did it, I'm Jared. And I was like, yeah. So it must have been someone who I know, because if you don't know Jared, it's like, he's weird. It's, no, 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 he, he, the situation's weird. He's an Australian kid, he's autistic. And he's really annoying at times. Sometimes he's really nice, or sometimes he's actually pretty good, but most of the time he's annoying ass. And he's racist and sexist. Not sexist, but he's annoying and racist. That's insane. And then... And then he said it was Jared, and I was like, well, he obviously not. Because why would he be using that account? Jared's not smart enough. And also, if you were Jared, why would he say you were Jared? Doesn't add up, does it? Does it? Oh. So then, I don't. I still don't know who he is. He's just stopped. He's he stopped disliking all my videos. He only disliked those sixty-second ones. So you know, no crap anyway. So I don't care. And then when I uploaded my AJ Styles trolling twenty like start of twenty eighteen, this was way before. I got like thirteen dislikes. But luckily back then, cause I title my trolling differently now. I used to do. AJ Styles custom titan from twenty eighteen in all caps, and like that got loads of views, so he um I got all the I got all the likes back, so it's basically I've only I've like broke even I think I've got more than even now, but like, it's liked for no reason I like some dislike bots because it literally happened over the course of a minute, practically, oh I was like I don't know, and then um. And now I've titled them like AJ Styles first custom Titan Tron. I'll say the theme names are phenomenal. But and uh, now I'm gonna start putting the date. Not the date, the year. So maybe that gets me more views. But I'm not getting as much views as I used to bubble because I title them differently. So you know, that's fun. But I just I just didn't like the title. I just didn't like custom Titan Tron twenty nine eighteen. I just didn't like the title of it. I prefer to put the theme name. This was a rant, wasn't it? So yeah, basically, it did that. And most of, most of my arguments end up with people attacking my channel, so I've ended up disconnecting my YouTube from my Twitter, so no one can access my YouTube. No, my Twitter from my YouTube, if they don't know who I am. Like, most people don't. And, like, my bio said, this guy, my bio said, like, YouTuber with seven hundred over 700 subscribers at the time. I've got, like, Nearly double that now. <laughs> what, what the hell? And it was just, he was just, oh my god, he sneezed. He didn't say that. My nose, like, my nose is like going all over the place today, I swear. This guy called Tommy Wonder, who has podcasts of his own. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah it was when Ty Dillinger got released. And someone said, because uh, they didn't put, what's it called? What's it called? Good looking your future endeavours. So then this guy commented, oh, that's pretty harsh, isn't it? And I said, I know, right, considering... What was it? I said, I know, right, considering he was nice to them in the whole situation. Because, like, he said he loved working there, but he just didn't want to work there anymore. And then, like, he replied saying something like... He replied saying something like, um... Well, why should he... Why should they? You don't know what happened behind the scenes, do you? He might be a real 
douchebag or something like that. And I'm like, even if he did, why would he pretend to like them? You know? Loads of people hate the WWE, and no one hates you for hating the WWE when he worked there. He's, he just did that so he has the gate, the bridge to come back. And I mean, they would have been happy, they would have been okay to release him in real life because they weren't using him. So, of course, they're happy in real life and friendly. So, they had no reason to not do that. Okay, I'm out in the wilds, you know, um, random person, and I just want to ask him a couple of questions about Monday Night Raw. Okay, here he is. Excuse me, man, what's your name? Tom. So, uh, what's your opinions on Monday Night Raw if you watch wrestling? Vince McMahon can go on and suck a fat dildo of Shane's and then be cremated and then give the power to Triple H. But he's best in the world. Anyway, so what do you think of AEW? Uh, amazing. And that's all the time we've had for today, folks. Goodbye. AEW is amazing. And Chris Jericho and John Moxley would be a smexy couple. And that's all for tonight, folks. Goodbye.